Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Lemonade, because let's face it, we could all use a little sweetness right now. Hi, welcome to Lemonade. What's Lemonade about, Allie? Well, basically we want to highlight some kind of cool stuff that's going on right now and try to highlight the positive and some inspirational people that actually inspire and uplift us because uh, Lord knows that's kind of what we need right now. We need it. I'm dying. Did you know that? No, I did not. What is, I guess I'm being a little dramatic. What is the ailment of the hour? The ailment. <laughs> I have avoided alcohol. I think I've had two small glasses of wine. I have done that. But for the most part, zero alcohol. And that's going from drinking like seven shots average a night. Like Wowzers. that's average. You're a professional. For the last probably 13 years of my life. Um, every day. And going from that to zero. So I don't know. I'm I, I So to, as the first two weeks were fine. Mm-hmm. So I did two weeks and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't feel any withdrawals. I don't not feeling anything. This week hit and several things have happened. I got a headache, which I don't get headaches. Uh, it sounds crazy, but I just don't get them. Maybe I just drink through them and I never really feel them. <laughs> I think they're probably like always underneath. They're underneath my my 100% <laughs> drunkness a, all the time. If you're a human, you're going to get a headache. I, I got a headache. Um, my cycle for, sorry, for womanly problems are coming out is off. I've had the same cycle for 13 years. Nothing's changed. Same birth control. Only variable that's changed. The only thing that's changed is I changed, I stopped eating sugars and grains and I stopped drinking. And now all of a sudden I got my period for no reason in the middle of, it's crazy. Wow. I know something is off. Either I'm dying or I'm having the ultimate hangover. Let's not go there yet. Um, <laughs> I'm having the ultimate hangover. I, but you shouldn't have a hangover because you, st- you you haven't consumed in a while. So I don't know. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. My liver's my liver is finally maybe it just flushed out everything finally after two weeks, and now it's like all right, now it's time to recover. I don't know. It doesn't That's feel interesting. great. I um I don't even know what to tell you on that one. <laughs> it's, 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 I have I have a drinking problem. That's what you can say. I had a drinking problem. So my withdrawals are happening three weeks. If anyone else has had this happen to them, I read about a few people online that said it took them like 20 days of no drinking for them to actually start feeling like, oh, like craving and sick and withdrawals. So, really? yeah, and maybe that just goes with how much I've been drinking and it took two weeks for my liver to recover. But that's kind of scary. Uh, maybe I won't go back to drinking as much, but I miss it. I miss it. Well, it's been a good, a good detox, a good, a good cleansing period regardless. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) I'm so grouchy right now. Uh, My grandmother listens to this. I didn't know if I told you that. Amazing. And I just, she told me, she, she loves it. She thinks we're very pleasant. She had one critique. We swear too much. Yes. <laughs> I actually was just thinking that earlier. Um, she said. We will swear less. She said, Megan, you need to expand your vocabulary. Yes. I think that's totally fair. <laughs> I was actually thinking the same thing because I gave my mother the link to this. I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I swear. I have a oh. sailor mouth. For oh, my goodness. The first couple episodes. Well, so, I told yeah. her I'd try. She knows me. I have a bad mouth anyways. I always have. Uh, I think we need like a little swear jar or something. I have a bell. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's good. I like that. A swear jar. We're going to, I'm going to try to use other words. I, it's not going to be perfect. We'll try, you know what? If we, how about this? For today, if we swear, we'll use the bell. And going forward, I think we need to make it some kind of a, um, some kind of a like repercussion needs to be attached to the swear. We so donate, donate maybe, to a small business. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> dollar. Or to a charity or something. Unless I really like the business. And then I'm like, <laughs> sorry, grandma. See, I bleep that out. You're welcome. Anyways, what's going on with you this week? I'm dying. What are you doing? Um, this week is good, actually. Um, let's see. What have I been doing? A uh, little bit of work. Had um, had an in-person uh, shoot on Tuesday, commercial. And um, on Monday, I did some live TV. I'm actually a spokesperson. I do like the morning and midday talk shows and all that kind of stuff. So, um, But now it's like all done via Zoom. So it's like I get all ready for work. Get in my dress, <laughs> leave on my slippers, yeah, <laughs> and then set up all my lights and stuff. And I'm I'm basically in studio via the magic of Zoom. Um, so did that this week as well. And then do you have a background, or is it your house as the no, background? No, no, no. It's just my house. It's just supposed to be like a normal, you know, kind of. Oh my setting. god! I just pictured myself doing that, and that would be the joke of the year. <laughs> See in this camera, you can see my bathroom and my little kitchen and where I sleep all in one angle. This is fun. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have to move, though. You could, like, cook something while you're, you know. Right. And I could pee while I'm filming. It's it's awesome. It's very I can watch TV at the same time. So convenient. <laughs> so convenient. And the neighbors just walk right by the window. Hello, everybody. Totally normal. <laughs> totally. Totally normal. So you did your shows. So did the shows. Um, and then, let's see, I guess it was over the weekend. Yeah, it was over the weekend. Um, did kind of a fun sort of fine art um, project film with a good buddy of mine, a up and coming uh, artiste photographer. His name is Justin Owensby. Check him out if you uh, have not heard of him, but he is super talented and he kind of toys with surrealism and fine art and all that kind of cool stuff. Does really great prints, blah, blah, blah. Does gallery shows and so forth um, when they were open. Um, <laughs> but um, we did a really they fun They will one. be open one day. <laughs> they will be open. We got to say, say that. They will be. I can't wait. But we did a fun sort of on location shoot and sort of the beauty of some of these shots is that you know you're in these really remote locations and that's what makes them so cool um and so anyway we went out to the middle of nowhere and he had this amazing like vintage f100 <gasps> pickup truck Ooh. super cool he did a really you know really fun kind of a baby blue and white like super fun car kept the original like patina on it anyway we drove it to the location which was like 40 or 50 miles away he had I didn't know this, had never driven it a long distance before since fixing it up. And so as it turned out, the gas gauge was not totally reliable. And we think that maybe the fuel pump wasn't picking up all the fuel when we were going uphill. There may have been a problem with the intake. Anyway, I'm getting all car nerdy on you guys. But um, Yeah, but you are. Hey, girl. Hey, we got to get know. Corolla on here and you guys, I'll, I'll go drink and you guys can talk cars. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, we totally will have to do that. Um, but anyway, so the we ran out of gas and we were on a really busy highway and we were stuck out there. And so we waited for AAA for like an hour at least just oh watching God. our sun go down because, you know, we wanted this this perfect shot and needs yeah. to be at the right time. And so anyway, long story short, they got there in the nick of time. We got fuel. We got to the location. Um, and I think it turned out pretty cool. You can actually see the shots on Instagram, on my account, uh, and also Justin's as well. But anyway, pretty cool stuff. 
really talented dude and has a lot of really cool, cool, really fun, artistic, creative images. Fun. Yeah. What would he think about photographing a slightly overweight 5'2"? <laughs> he would, you know what? I'm sure he, Real big eyes. He, you, he has I mean, a vision I'm asking for, for a friend. Everything. <laughs> so you talk to him. And- um, I'll ask. Just a- it's asking for a friend. I'm not saying me. <laughs> I'm saying just for a friend. Well, that sounds like a fun week. Yeah. Oh, hey, I just figured out we just plugged our small business omg we didn't we didn't even look at that it's natural now you it's see natural, that but, uh, it only took three yeah. episodes and we're natural and uh you know supporting artists is always so cool but anyway i'm just a really big fan he's a great human uh check him out justin owensby and we will somehow maybe link his ig but i think that's if you look on my ig at ali fiore uh his photo is the first one up today so awesome so let's go ahead and bring on your guest and yep all right so as Meg and I mentioned before one of the things we wanted to do with this platform is to highlight amazing inspiring elevating uplifting humans um, and no one fits into that category better than my own personal friend Ms. Emily Purs she is not only an incredible yogi and um, practitioner and teacher but also she really truly knows how to make bodies optimally function and sort of how to help integrate um, your mind-body stuff on a more holistic level. And so she's done some really amazing things during quarantine, during COVID, and has uh, implemented a whole brand new online platform, which is incredible. So I wanted to bring her on to kind of tell you about what she does uh, and what that's all about. So welcome, Emily. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I think that the, for me at least, that the whole COVID situation highlighted is that really we're all became really acutely aware of how much connection is important to us. And so when that was gone, at least for me, um, that and the whole kind of opportunity to still practice was gone and that was really missing. And so I think I didn't I don't know if I've ever told you this, but when you first started your uh, your online classes, even kind of in the beginning of this whole, you know, the infancy of the platform, it literally like saved my life because I was in such a place where I was um, just really kind of down and missing human connection. I live alone. And so you know, in March when we were all supposed to not go outside and not do anything and we couldn't have our, not only our friends and our family, but our workouts and our, all the things that we missed, um, that was a huge bummer to me. And I think and it immediately sort of after I started practicing with you and it was live and there was a connection element there, um, really sort of shifted it all for me. So that was really cool. And I think that's that's something we can all kind of relate to during this time. And so that's why I thought um, I would love to have you kind of talk a little bit about what you do um, and kind of how your platform and how your type of yoga is a little different than most. I love this. I would like to say that first and foremost, I feel exactly as you did in the beginning of the pandemic. I think I felt very aware of what was going to happen. I was traveling right before the pandemic had hit in February. And one of the guys who was on my retreat was from Italy. And I remember we were leaving Mexico and he looked at me at the airport and he said, we've got to get ready for this. And I laughed and was like, I'm going to eat a burrito. And he was like, 
no, we have to get ready for this. Emily, this is serious. Like Italy is shutting down. We have to get ready. And I was like, okay, baby. So you just figure it out for me and let me know when we have to like do what we got to do and make some moves and I'll be there. And my girlfriend from Slovakia came to visit LA and it was the night that Trump was like, saying things are getting out of control. And we were like, oh no, what do we do? And we rushed her to the airport to get back to Slovakia. And she got to Vienna just an hour before they closed the borders to Slovakia to get back home. And that's when I knew we were in some serious shit, like something was going to go down. And I got really scared. And I remember I cried that night and people were like, it's really not going to be that bad. If anything, it's going to be like a month. Don't you worry. And I was crying because in my head, inevitably, I really knew and kind of felt that things were going to shift dramatically. And within that week, I started to talk to an online pl platform service about developing online content. And I kept putting this off. They were kind of dating me. They'd call me once a week, tell me why I should be doing it. I wasn't really interested, but, you know, I was like, it sounds kind of fun. And so as soon as things started to shut down, I was like, okay, I can do Zoom because that's what people were immediately talking about getting on. And I knew that the caliber of clients that I had in Los Angeles who were coming to my classes, and, and let's frame this out. So I'm a yoga teacher, and a lot of people are like, that's cute, <laughs> but I'm an actual serious yoga teacher. So my days start at 6 a.m. being in homes with people in Los Angeles. I typically teach on a daily basis two to three classes that are always sold out, pretty much 26 to 24 hours in advance sold out. So me showing up to the classroom is inevitably going to make or break their day. They're coming to yoga and sign up 26 hours in advance just for the energy they're going to get in that room, just for the communal experience yeah. and for whatever I'm going to give them physically, emotionally, mentally, and energetically. So I felt very accountable to these people in this community that I inevitably had built. And I felt accountable for their well-being as I knew that this wouldn't be just a month. So I got on Zoom right away. I mean, right away, before everything even closed, I did my first class on Zoom. But I recognized that, yeah, it, it was smart, but I, I recognized it wasn't for me. If I really thought the caliber of what I had to offer was champagne, I couldn't be on like, you know, crappy water H2O product. So <laughs> I started to really talk to this platform about developing content for them. And as soon as I decided I was going to make that shift and that leap, I had to really pull myself out of the idea of who I thought I was, which was kind of this entertaining person who showed up in a room and just, you know, did my thing, had my social hour built into my day and made everybody feel great. I had to grasp the true reality that I had to be an entrepreneur in the situation. I had just lost all my work. I couldn't go in anybody's home. I couldn't step into a single gym. I was going to go broke. Like I was going to go broke if I didn't get on it right away. 
And so I knew that Zoom would not support me because people were doing donation base. And I just knew people would burn out using that software. So I just took the leap and said, I'm going to put all the money I have into this online platform and really build something that is beautiful and sleek. But that is also something that is going to allow me to take what I did and make it a lifestyle brand. Instead of just being in the classroom with people, how can I make this what I do so wanted to be in everybody's living room? So, you know, exclusive and luxurious and yummy that I could stream in people's living room. And that's what I started to think about was that this couldn't just be about me showing up and doing my thing. This really had to have purpose and be purpose driven in order for people to buy it and want to continue to buy into it. And so it was a huge rerouting for me because I felt so lonely, Mm. so lonely Um, and on my own. Yeah, on my own, trying to figure out how to use fucking technology, which it's like, I'm a yoga teacher. I bring my toes to my head and that's about it. You tell me to turn an iPad on and I'm like, where's the button at? That was was a lot of us. (laughs) Happy to figure out like how we do all these things for ourselves. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it was all new, a, new, a whole new world. A whole new world, a whole new thing, a whole new uh, set of skills to have to grapple with right away. Yeah. But for me, I also just kept coming back to this idea and mission that what I have to offer people is so incredibly important right now. And obviously, as the pandemic has continued to pan out even more, yeah. like we're not in just a pandemic now, we're in an entirely new mental health crisis, which is something we're going to have to deal with even longer post-vaccine world and returning into the world. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the the mind-body wellness has never been more important, and yet we have less access to it for the most part. And so I think that's where... Um, what you're doing is so incredibly important because um, I think a lot of people are at that point where they are burned out. They are burned out of their, um, you know, of, of the seclusion of this whole being at home all day long and um, and also not having access to the resources that they're used to. Um, and so I think being able to kind of reinvent ourselves and how we we do our practices really is key. And that's, I think, what you do so well on your platform is um, I, it, I'm laughing because I feel like you always kind of know what we need. The other day, like I literally had like a tummy ache and I was like, oh, God, what did I eat? And I turn on today's, you know, whatever. And it was all about like digestion. I'm like, oh, my God, this woman's psychic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so about amazing. it. Yeah. And I I try to be in tune with what's going on and what people are digesting or assimilating themselves to in the present moment. There's a lot to be said about everything we've been going through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a it's been a big transition for so many people. And um, I think, too, you know, being able to not only keep things fresh and inspiring, but um, I love that your platform has a live component a few times a week as well, I think, which, again, for that, for the community, for the connection part is so huge. And anytime we can kind of do something that fosters that, that's huge right now. That's big. Um, and also, of course, the fact that um, you kind of like you've read all the books, so to speak, as far as what what a yogi is supposed to teach. But you're kind of like, all right, I know all this, but I'm going to throw it out the window now because this is how I want to do it. And um, I love that, too. And so I think that's something that a lot of people just really, really appreciate and connect with. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think that we're at a time where people need something that fits into their life that isn't so rigid. And what I love about Sequential Body is that I didn't say I'm a yoga teacher and call it a yoga brand. I wanted it to be just about the body itself and whatever you need that day that's going to serve you, I'm all about it. And just being able to make sure that I'm not putting myself in a box, but that I'm not making my customers feel like they're being part of a box too. It's really a, a place where they can explore different classes and different themes that have, you know, a, a heartfelt, true meaning behind them. And, and, and also because we're all living through the same common experience, it becomes very touching to work out and know that you're really being seen, that the person behind the camera is going through the same thing as you. And I think being able to speak to that component so much and having so many years of experience behind that made it really easy for people to rely on me to to help them improve their days. And, And that became a blessing for me. That gave me purpose as I kept going was I know that I'm really feeding these people souls. It's not just about making them sweat and work hard. I know that I'm feeding them on a very emotional basis, on a very heartfelt basis. And that felt like a giving tree to me instead of just work. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the huge – I would absolutely agree with that. And I think that's the, the huge component that really was missing. And so that that's why I think a lot of people are really – um, are really coming to your platform is because they do feel that. Wanted to find out really quickly. So your your background, you do have, I would imagine, because you know all about how the body works and and all the muscles and tendons and you know connect and so forth. Um, what is your? Do you have a background as far as you know the kinesiology? Is that the right word? Do you have? Um, I know you have a lot of know how. Just wondering, kind of how you picked up some of that fun stuff. Yeah, well, the anatomy uh, came naturally, too. I, I was interested in medicine from a young age. I was always interested in movement and working out. And I was always a very disciplined person in general. And so when I started to get interested in medicine, which was a probably about my early teen years, and I was interested in TCM, which is traditional Chinese medicine, there was an intrigue because in traditional Chinese medicine, they don't cut open bodies, but they literally can treat the body. And I thought, how can you diagnose and give treatments to the body without cutting it open? Because that's what Western medicine does. It cuts it open. And so it was very fascinating to me. And that led me into this um, study, I would say, of anatomy. And now I have thousands of hours behind me on the spine and the hip. I've done cadaver work um, and I've actually dissected human beings. And it's all in this hope to find how each body moves in a unique way and to see that our lives can look so differently from the inside out, right? Like we're all connected in this experience of being a human being, but we're all absolutely 100% unique, right? Like our DNA is a footprint. It's literally a footprint. So if we can take with ourselves every day that this human vessel that I live in is that special, yep. nobody else will ever be this. If we could just get in tune with that and love it, maybe we would see how precious the moment is. Yeah, And maybe absolutely. that would 
Yeah, that would draw us to our purpose, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And not only that, but like even this this vessel um, is different every day. So even just when we come to the mat, knowing that knowing that you know not to be hard on ourselves because we might not be able to do what we were able to do yesterday, um, and yeah. you know tomorrow we you know we might be at a different level than we are today. And I think that for me is always very humbling, um, and I think something that we have to kind of avoid. Getting into the the mindset of saying, you know, why can't I do that? I could do that before, um, and then our bodies are so yeah, they're different every day. And and to stop judging, I think at the end of the day, all that critiquing is just judging, which puts us in a really bad place too. So being able to kind of wash that away and find acceptance, we know we've met people who have that, and it's a beautiful thing. And that's what I really try to preach on this platform is that ability to find it and tune into it every day so that you can accept where you're at, how you're living, where you want to go in life. And you can move from that place, which is authenticity, sincerity. Something I wanted to touch on real quick before we promote and let you go is just it's just a thought. And maybe we can all three think about it. But I was a teacher, a middle school teacher before all this. and. Can you imagine if teachers' survival depended on them figuring out, like, interesting, creative ways to do something like she did and what they might be capable of if they had incentive to do something like that? It just made me think of the education system of we want our teachers to do all this stuff, but there's no incentive for them to do that. I'm glad that they're getting paid no matter what. That's fine. But what if we gave them, like... I don't know, $100,000 a year if they came up with all these really cool different ways to entertain and get kids into it. I think it'd be a completely different world, but that's just not how the school system works. And I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. One thing I've been saying nonstop is throughout this pandemic is the biggest issue we're looking at that we need to solve first and foremost is getting our children back into the classroom. Yes. it's it's just they cannot be out of school. We don't understand this is how human beings develop. They have to interact with their peers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids don't come from great homes. Yeah. But education is everything when it comes to building kids' focus, concentration, ability to get a task done. Like, this is our future, right? Right. Like, they have to be in school. Just really resonated with me when you said you were you were you go in and you had to change your thought process of not going in in person to entertain that word entertain was my entire that was my entire existence as a teacher I went in to entertain 120 11 to 14 year olds every day um and then all of a sudden I'm on a computer and there is no incentive for me to do better in fact there was such a low incentive for me to figure out something better that I quit and moved to Los Angeles Yeah. So, and I feel like a lot of the teachers that realize that the, the it's a failing system at times, they get out. And unfortunately, we're stuck with teachers that are just kind of stuck. But I don't blame them because, again, they don't their survival doesn't depend on them doing better. And your survival depended on you being creative and doing better. So there's something in that. Yes, there is something in that. I agree with you. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Um, well, Emily, where can we find, where can everyone find your platform? What are all the details and how can we direct people to uh, to it? Sequentialbody.com. Just sign up. It's seven days free, which is amazing. And it's only $25 a month. And it's just the most beautiful platform. And there's just 
so many elements to it in terms of being able to recalibrate yourself, to feel your best self, to be in touch with yourself, but also so that wherever you're at in life, you still continue to be somebody who uplifts and elevates someone else, right? Like it's all about you becoming your best self so that you can give that back. Because that's what the world needs right now is better human beings. For damn sure. Can you fix my liver? Is that, <laughs> is that a possibility? My liver <laughs> is not happy. <laughs> All right, Emily, thank you so much. Thanks thank so you, much ladies. For joining us. Really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. All right. That was awesome. I'm so happy. She's She makes me happy. And I always love when people say I agree. <laughs> this makes life a lot. She's like, I agree. I'm she's like, great. So agreeable. Yeah, Emily's just a wonderful human. She's kind of like sunshine personified. So I agree. <laughs> you see that? You see what I did there? She's rubbing off on you. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so let's go ahead. And uh, first of all, we have a Gmail. What? Whoa. What? We have a Gmail. Why don't we? I'm, I'm just I'm impressed. We don't have like a Yahoo account or like an AOL. Or... Oh, I thought about AOL. <laughs> How how Do long did you keep it? your Yeah, of course. I still really? have an AOL. It's for my junk mail. They still make a, they, AOL still a thing. Yeah. Hey everyone, send me your nudes at megtrit88 at AOL.com. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never be seen. You're welcome. That's highly handy. Yeah. Do you remember the AOL tone? <laughs> when you had to log in to like It's like the dial up sound, I think, yeah. or something like that. AIM. I remember forget. AOL instant messenger. Like You've got mail, like the no, that's something else. That's you've got mail. I don't know. Is it like the? <laughs> it's a long time ago. You've got mail. I don't really remember. Well, our Gmail now. So if you want to promote your small business, if you think someone in your area, your state, your city has a business that deserves promotion, I think all small businesses do because it takes a risk to open one anyways, but you can email us at LemonadeThePod at gmail.com. Easy. LemonadeThePod at gmail.com. If you can't spell that, don't email us. Do <laughs> not mean? send us news, please. <laughs> I hope you send like 80. No. <laughs> We're going to get so many news. <laughs> We're trying to be positive this year, right? Okay, I'll look at them, Allie. You don't have to look at them. All right, fine. I need to get mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you, girl. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I need to get mine. Anyways, awesome. So I asked a question. Of our fans, Allie, and I want you first to answer off the top oh, of your head. I, I don't know what this question is. This is you fun. don't. This is why I like to. I like to, <laughs> to spring. So shoot. basically, oh, I almost cussed. Oh, <gasps> I like to spring stuff on you. See you that, Grandma? You didn't actually, though. That was a premature bell ring. You oh. didn't actually swear, but I really do like the the, amb- the ambition, that you took, the initiative you took on that. So this week, I asked, "What did you learn in 2020 that you didn't know before, Allie?" I learned that I can color my own hair. (laughs) Now, I don't choose to do so. I actually just got my hair done today. I won't say where because it's not not allowed. It was out of city limits. I'm sure it was out of city limits. Um, But I learned that in a pinch, like between colorings, if I can't get to a place that's open or available, um, I can color my own hair, at least the roots. Like in a pinch. I thought you were about to go into a Madison Reed commercial. We were like this close to doing a Madison (laughs) Reed commercial. Madison Reed, did you hear that? Allie needs you guys in a pinch. All right. Hey. We've already done that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah. So anyway, I learned that. But um, a lot of things. But I'm just going to keep it really simple. I learned that I could do that. I like that. I I bought one of those gel kits, shellac kits. Oh, uh, and I but I actually nails, did that. Nails. Yes, for nails yeah. for the men for that listen. Shellac is <laughs> shellac is it's not like what you put on your wall to fill in the cracks, right? <laughs> actually, you could. Um, <laughs> it's so back in the day, you used to get your nails done, and then you had to sit for like thirty minutes and wait for them to dry. And magically, somewhere in the two thousands, tens, I think. <laughs> <laughs> there was a thing called shellac or gel manicures that happened. And it's this gel that if you put under UV light and under UV light, it dries automatically and quickly. And, Instantly. It, it's, yeah. and it stays longer than normal nail polish. This has been a not talked about enough invention of our generation because it's amazing. But it does cost you money every time to go in. So when school closed and I was trying to save some money last spring... I got on Amazon and got my own little shellac kit with a UV light that was like 40 bucks. Well done. And to think about saving $30 every couple of weeks that I was spending, it's great. And I don't want to put nail salons out of business, but when you don't have nails and you need quick manicure, yeah. I play guitar so I can't have long nails. It's perfect. So I learned I could do my nails myself. Yeah. And especially when they're, you know, not available as they, you know, haven't been for some of us for a while. Now, are you satisfied with the results you've achieved with the shellac? Because, <laughs> like, I've done my nails at home and they always, like, <laughs> it's not ideal. You just come to me. I should start a business. You really should. <laughs> it's in my, actually, don't tell my boss, but it's actually in my drawer back here in my <laughs> office. And during my lunch breaks, I'll pull it out. It's, I'm okay so with busy. it. I know if that I went in and they did the whole manicure it would last longer and it'd be prettier but they I, I it is what it is and things haven't been open so it's worked out I also learned that everything can be an email you don't need to have meetings anymore in person <laughs> is that too much as a teacher I want all teachers to listen to this everything can be in an email it can all be in an email. Well, you know, that's like the joke for people that work, I hear, because I'm not in the, <laughs> the corporate world. Um, but that's kind of the joke is if you work for a big company, like how many emails that, that people could have had, or I'm sorry, how many conference calls that people had that could have been an email. So that's been like the ongoing joke. But so I I, I hear you. Everything can be an email. I and you can do everything online. I'm, I'm over. I was over it. All right. So some of the funny answers we got. We actually got a lot of really serious ones, which is this is supposed to be kind of a fun show. And I was like reading through and people were like, what's really cute is my Colorado friends, and my L.A. friends would say stuff and then they'd be like, oh, like they'd start like interacting and That's like, really yeah, cute. we believe in that. But I was like, where are my funny friends at? Hmm. I learned that you can burn your arm taking a <laughs> hot dish out of an oven. Is that what you learned? <laughs> That's really, a 2021 lesson. That's actually no. Yeah, you're right. That was a 2021 <laughs> lesson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have someone said, I learned that I can actually, I, I actually can't be a hermit all the time. That's true. Like people always like I could be a hermit and never go to work. And then this actually happened. And people were like, yeah, Shelby I mean, said shoot, that. I thought I was really, really hermetic, like self-professed. Is that a, like, is that a word hermetic? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Like self-professed and like proud, a proud hermit. <laughs> I'm a pen. But now I realize I can't be full time because I you go crazy. lose my mind. Yeah. Uh, Terry M said that sometimes I like my mask better than my face. 
I know. I've only had to do eye makeup this year. It was great. Uh, toilet pa- Aaron, who we spoke with last week, Aaron said toilet paper is critical for upper respiratory illnesses. <laughs> that's a, I think it's a sarcastic yeah. joke. <laughs> we all learned that. Uh, TikTok. Hey, I told you what the fix is for that. I'm not going to start talking about oh, bidets again. I but. know you made me cut. We, she, I, she made me, and this is full disclosure. <laughs> she made me cut more than I wanted to of the bidet talk. It was excessive. There was a lot of bidet talk. I'm excited. It was really too long. <laughs> <laughs> Newt W said TikTok is like traveling through time. As soon as you look up from it, a whole day has passed. <laughs> it's a good lesson to learn. Uh, Michael D., who was actually a uh, teacher of mine back in the day, my high school teacher. He's a theology teacher. God studies. Yay. Yay. Um, I don't know if he wants me to yell that, but Michael D., (laughs) Mr. D., he said, I learned how to pair wine and breakfast entrees. (laughs) That's that's really good. Oh, that is good. Uh, Flirting is much harder with a mask on. Thank you, Vincent. Oh, yeah, but you know what the fix is for that? Hmm. It's what they call in my industry a smize. Oh my god! It's when you smile with your eyes. Stop it! Okay, really? Stop. Is that what? It- yeah, it's a real thing. I'm, I'm doing it now. Can you see? Hey, everyone on the podcast, this is good pod. Can you guys see it? <laughs> well, no, you have to see your eyes. <laughs> Thanks, Allie. <laughs> I can see you. Thank you, Allie. Am I doing it? You're doing something. <laughs> Another alcohol one, Eli. M, who I think I went to high school with as well, said screwdrivers should just replace orange juice indefinitely. <laughs> I agree. If it wasn't right now, I feel you. Like I would, I would love a screwdriver. And and there's a lot more conspiracy nuts in this country than I ever would have guessed. That's the last <laughs> one from Jason C. Amazing. Well, do you have anything you'd like to add to this episode? It was very enlightening, and I'm excited to do Emily's platform. I'm excited to get on it. Yeah, um, it's something. And by the way, so she's got the real long classes. But if you're like in a rush or don't have time, don't feel intimidated by that. She does have the like the shorter, you know, depending on what you want to do. She like breaks it down by like body part group and stuff or what the aim would be or like simply by time like so you can do she's got like these little boosts she calls them beauty boosts and they're like anywhere Baby. from like beauty 10 to 20 to 30 minutes yeah sounds wonderful well thank you emily for coming on again email us at lemonade the pod at gmail.com you can follow us at you know this all better than me i put ali in charge of social media yeah um <laughs> i'm not even <laughs> sure i'm doing that great of a job um you can follow us at lemonade the pod and that's on instagram um also um as you probably know we can be found predominantly on spotify podcasts and apple podcasts as well and we would be super appreciative if you wouldn't mind jumping on there and subscribing rating and maybe if you have some time giving us a little sweet love via review we would really appreciate that and a little bonus we will pick a random review and send you a gift We will. We will. I have gifts and I want to send them to a random fun review. So go ahead and review us and I will send you a gift. I think that's all. All right. Thank you. Bye. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. 
Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.